What's going on, guys? And welcome to King's Code Radio episode number one. Today, I want to share with you who I am, what the King's Code is, so you can kind of test the waters and see if this is something that you are going to enjoy and want to be part of. And then the third thing I want to really kind of go over is uh, something that may be holding you back as a man, ultimately holding you back from becoming who God puts you on this earth to be, what is holding you back from having an awesome marriage, an awesome business, an awesome relationship with your with your uh, kids, and so forth, compared to maybe just having a good, average, or straight-up bad example or a situation with those different areas of life. So first and foremost, my name is Paul Cooley, and I want to welcome you to this first episode. I'm excited to be bringing you even more episodes as the coming weeks and months go by, and I'm excited to be able to finally launch the King's Code, and the King's Code Challenge. Ultimately, a little background about me. Uh, I am married uh, almost 15 years, uh, uh, four beautiful kids ranging between, uh, well, we just had birthdays, so basically eight and 17. Um, Life has been busy. Uh, I've been uh, in ministry for well over 15, 16 plus years. I've been in business for about 13 years, and it has been a wild, wild ride. And it really kind of all came to a head one day um, is something that is kind of new and I haven't been sharing with a lot of people up until this moment in time is, um, you know, as a man, it can be hard to uh, really <laughs> balance life. Uh, a lot of entrepreneurs that I talk to, man, that's like the number one thing they talk about is, you know, how do you balance life? How do you balance all the things outside of business when there's still so much, the endless and onslaught of tasks and projects and things that just have to get done to run a successful business, to bring home the bacon, and to produce results in the marketplace? But how do you do that without neglecting your wife? How do you do that without neglecting your kids? How do you do that without neglecting your own health and even your own faith? And so it was that kind of conversation that echoed with me for a number of years because I, uh, like most of you guys listening to this, uh, struggled with that, going, how do you balance it all? And over the 14 years uh, of, the first 14 years of marriage, uh, the thing that I don't talk about much uh, or have not talked about much up until this point is that my marriage sucked uh, bad (laughs) and it was never fun. Uh, it was just one of those things that I found myself in. And uh, I really, it just was not a good time. And I'm, I'll spare you the details, but ultimately it was it was not good. And so I, I dove into business and I dove into ministry of, of helping people, right? And, and, and God would just do great things. And, and I would dive into business and, and I'd, I'd protect and, and guide and lead and spend time with my kids all while my marriage sucked. And I would use that as a, as a reason um, to basically not devote any time to the marriage because the marriage sucked. Every encounter was a conflict. And, you know, that can wear on somebody at a certain point in time. And it gets to the point where, you know, if you beat a dog long enough, the dog's going to give up. <laughs> and, and that's really kind of where where I got to, where I just kind of became numb because uh, the onslaught of lies, the onslaught of disappointment and, and hurt and pain and everything, you just get numb after a while. 
And and so then as entrepreneurs, we dive into business and are, are making our dreams come true all the more, and usually all while telling ourselves that we're, we're, we're neglecting our marriage or we're neglecting our kids, um, not because we don't love them, but because we're doing it for them. We're trying to create a better life. And a lot of that can be true. But does it really mean that you have to give up quality time with your kids, quality time with your bride, quality time with your maker, uh, and even taking care of your body all in the name of trying to pursue your dreams? And some will say yes, and some will say no. But this is kind of the struggle that I dealt with for 14 plus years. And it all came to a head um, about a year and a half ago, two years ago, where uh, ultimately, and this is the part that I really don't talk much about, but I'm sharing with you guys because I believe this is going to help a lot of you that listen to this and, and are watching this. I came home one day, and at this point in time, um, I would get home from the office, and my wife, if she hadn't left already, she would be walking out as I'm walking in. And that really was what our life became. We were constantly going in opposite directions. And uh, at the time, she was a waitress, uh, loved waitressing, and uh, and she worked a night shift. And so it was one of those things. I came in, she left, didn't say a word to each other, and it was just one of those things. And, and that was normal. And I'm not saying that was good. I'm just saying that is what became normal. And so um, I had justified for so long saying, well, she doesn't want to grow spiritually and she doesn't want to put time in. And so all of these, these things combined, um, I, would, I would rehearse these stories in my mind to justify why I was not even making an effort to produce any kind of fruit in my marriage because what more could I do? And it, and it got to the point where what more could I do? And ultimately, uh, I came home that one specific day and I found a letter that forever changed my life on my desk. And this letter was stating that my wife was leaving me. This, this letter was saying, I'm done. And I remember reading this thing going, is, is this really how it's going to end? Um, you know, I, I just, I could, I don't know, I don't know if I could accept it or not, but at the same time, I was still so numb. I was just kind of like, what is it? it was weird, the processing that I did. <laughs> and um, ultimately, I remember going through over that next couple of days, going through kind of anger of going, well, if this is how it's going to be, then you need to go. And, and sure enough, she had already signed a one-year lease to an apartment. Internet was coming. I mean, it was a done deal. And I, I remember asking her, well, what does this mean? Are we are we getting divorced? And, and she made it clear that we were separated, you know? And I'm like, man, I just... I don't know. And um, the more and more, I guess, more time I took to process this and, and pray about it, um, I remember watching her walk out of the house for the very last time. And I remember something rose up in me that, that it was like a fire that rose up in me that said, you know what? This is not how it's going to end. Uh, it can't end this way. And um even though it looks bad, she's done. I, I, it just, it can't end this way. And so what I did was I decided to make a choice to stand and to fight for my wife and my marriage in a way that I never had before, even though it seemed too late. 
And what followed in the weeks and months to come, I mean, I, I got sick to my stomach. I was physically sick just from a flu, but then I, I the, 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 this weird pain, it was like God got my attention. And it, if you've ever experienced this, it was like I got this weird download and I saw all these pictures in my mind uh, of what it could have been like. Uh, they, were, they were almost like pictures of memories that never happened that should have happened. And, and I know it may sound weird, but that's the only way I can describe it. It was just really weird. I remember uh, one of them, uh, the first day or two with her being gone, as weird as this sounds, and uh, I, I don't know how to explain it, but I had this extreme desire to take my wife out on a date. I wanted to take her out and go play miniature golf. I mean, how weird is that? That's weird. Uh, she just left, and I'm like, hey, you want to go play miniature golf? Like, <laughs> it's weird. But that's where that's what happened is I got these pictures of, man, this is how it should have been, and it never was. And, uh, you know, I stopped eating. I was going off about a half a meal a day. I was uh, ultimately uh, going off of about two to four hours of sleep, and I was just in this hyper alert mode. Um, I mean, there was no need for coffee. I would wake up and immediately just be like, boom, ready to go, ready to go. And I was in this, this weird alert all day. And, and the sick, sick to my stomach feeling all day. And, you know, it wasn't until I, I really cried out to God. And being a preacher for all these years, I took my walk with God seriously. This wasn't some made-up thing. I mean, I took it seriously, and, and I've always per- tried to protect and, and cultivate my walk with God. And I remember crying out to him and going, God, i got a choice. I've got a choice to either embrace the things of the world to numb this pain that I'm feeling, or I can embrace and run to you and allow you to perform a miracle, but I need you to show me what to do. And so ultimately, through much prayer, much prayer, he started to show me these steps and these strategies that I couldn't just get out of some weird marriage book or whatever, you know, because I had put my business on, on maintenance mode the best that I could. And, and I was trying to be there and be present for my kids the best that I could to make the whole situation and scenario normal. But it was one of those things where ultimately uh, something drastic needed to change fast. And so that is ultimately how the King, King's Code was birthed, was this series of steps, this roadmap that God showed me that ultimately won back my wife in a very actually short period of time and has cultivated a marriage that I have never had before, cultivated a business that I've never had before, that has exploded uh, my faith and finally got my health back as well, all at the same time, because I realized these road, this roadmap and these steps and these strategies were relevant to every area of life. And it was a code. It was a code to live by. It, was a, it wasn't just a thing to do and then leave. It was strategies to live by, a code to live by that became a lifestyle. And so that's ultimately what the King's Code is about. And the King's Code Challenge, the very first one's going to be launching in a couple weeks, uh, is all about showing men just like you how to go from the lies and the mediocrity and, and the pain of just life and embrace this new way of living that you're not going to get from some marriage counseling book. You're not going to get from some self-help book. You are only going to get based on biblical foundational principles that I'd never seen before and how to implement those things. 
and how to produce much fruit in these different areas of your life. So I'm thrilled to show you these. I'm thrilled to be able to walk you through over a 21-day period of time, daily live coaching and uh, videos and assessments and PDFs and cheat sheets and all those things to help a man walk through and rise up as a king unto the king of kings. And that's ultimately what the king's code is about. But the thing is, often as a man, the enemy throws these lies at us. People tell us these things that are not and completely contrary to truth. And, and we will start to embrace some of these lies because sometimes the reality of things makes it seem like those lies are true. But then when, when we take and we listen to those lies, we embrace those lies, and we start rehearsing those lies in our head, and we start telling ourselves those stories and justifying why I am not trying to produce fruit in my marriage. Maybe she, maybe your, your wife does not support your business. Maybe she doesn't support the decisions you've made. Maybe things are too far gone, and it's, it's hopeless. So you're just doing your own thing, and you're justifying that to not even try to produce fruit and to not even pray for your wife. And maybe, maybe it feels the same way with your kids. Maybe it feels the way with your health. Maybe it feels like your faith is so stagnant and you've never really had a real encounter with God. It's just a thing you do on Sundays. And, and regardless of what lines up with your life right now, we, we, if we rehearse these stories and tell ourselves these stories, we will start to justify why our life does not look the way that we thought it should. And it's sad because if we believe those lies and embrace those stories and, and, and just continue to walk them out and use them as a justification, we end up really robbing our, ourselves from our own life because we end up not doing the things that we've been put on this earth to do. We end up missing out on an abundant life that God desired for us. I believe if you're listening to this, chances are, you, one, you are a man, but you're also a man that wants to go deeper with God. You're a man that has dreams. Maybe it is business dreams. Maybe it's something else. But you have those dreams, and maybe too much disappointment and too much pain has covered those dreams up to where you're not even, even desiring those things. You've given up on even trying. Maybe you've desired to have a good relationship with your kids. Maybe you've desired to have a good relationship with God or your wife or close friends and family, whatever it is, but you've always held back. And, 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 and see, that's what happens when we start to believe these lies and tell ourselves these stories is we end up secluding ourselves and closing ourselves off to the world. And that way it's easier because when we have to go out and face people, we can, we can put on that smile and act like everything's okay, but then boom, I'm closing the doors and I can go back to that place of, of basically misery. And so we have to be able to be willing to take a step back and say, you know what? There is a good chance that I have listened to some lies and that I've embraced those lies and that I've told myself these stories to justify the lack of production in my life. And that's why inside the King's Code we have, in, in fact, it's in the pre-training of the King's Code Challenge, is we have an assessment that you are to go through and just answer simple questions to bring clarity to say, you know what? Yeah, I've been justifying why my business sucks. I've been justifying why my marriage sucks. I've been justifying why I'm not pursuing God. And the thing that's crazy is 
when you start to understand that all those areas of your life are connected in some way, shape, or form, where if one sucks, it will affect the other areas, all the more reason why we have to embrace truth and to be able to destroy those lies. And that that's ultimately what we're going to be diving deeper into inside of the King's Code and inside of the King's Code Challenge and inside even these further episodes as I dive more into my story and dive into steps and strategies that you can go and you can use right now to start to produce much fruit in your life. So ultimately, if you're listening to this right now, the goal here is to take a step back. And I recommend ultimately finding a quiet place. Go somewhere that you shut off the phone. Just take a little drive, whatever it is. And be honest with you and be honest with God. And ask Him to reveal any lies that you have believed. Any lies that you have embraced. Any stories that you've been telling yourself that really is not true. And to ask him for him to reveal his truth. Because ultimately, as the saying goes, as the Bible says, the truth will set you free. And that is the very first step of being able to recognize that I have embraced lies. And I'm never going to rise up as a man. I'm never going to become a a, a godly man, a strong man of God. I'm never going to be that king under the king of kings. I'm never going to be that leader. I'm never going to be that husband or father or business leader that I need to be, that people are counting on me to be, that God put me on this earth to be. I'm never going to be able to rise up and be that thing if I don't destroy these lies and sever these lies in my life. I've got to start embracing truth. So guys, I want you to take a moment and take a pen and paper. And like I said, shut the phone off. Just take a pen and paper with you. Go get alone with God And start writing down the areas in your life that suck. What areas in my life? What what is the real condition of my marriage? What is the real condition of my relationship with my kids? What is the real relationship that I have with my customers and clients? What is the real condition of my business right now? Am I constantly blaming my staff, my team, bad employees, bad customers as to why my business isn't growing? Because if you are, chances are you have embraced some lies and you're not rising up and taking responsibility as a man and as a leader and as a king and as as all the things that you need to be inside of your business. And now, this may be a little truth bomb for you, and I'm not trying to scare you off in the first episode, but that is ultimately what we are about here in the King's Code. We are a movement of men that are willing and wanting and desiring to rise up and be that king unto the King of Kings. And so, in short, in this very first episode, and I'm going to cut this episode short, that is who we are, that is what we are about. We are a movement of men taking our walk with God seriously, and despite what different situations and scenarios and circumstances circumstances we find ourselves in, we are not giving up and we are not settling. We will destroy those lies and we will embrace those truths and, and rise up. And no matter how long it takes, we will win. So guys, I want to thank you for listening to this very first episode. We are just, just getting started. 
just getting started. So keep an eye out for episode number two. I want you guys to subscribe to this podcast and don't miss episode two because episode two, we're going to be talking about vision and how important it is to have a vision for your life in the different areas of your life. So stay tuned for that. Guys, I want to say God bless. Thank you for more information. Check out kingscode.org and check out the kingscode.org. I'm sorry, kingscodechallenge.com. So kingscodechallenge.com to check out and find out more information about our 21-day challenge. I'd love to see you on the inside of that. It is truly life-changing. And in fact, the men that have gone through similar training of what I teach inside the King's Code, there was a recent retreat that I uh, uh, taught this to, taught the King's Code methodology to, to a group of about 40 men for a certain ministry. Men, I'm sorry, after that, the women of the men that were there, the wives of, of the men that were there, the wives called the ministry office asking, what happened over the weekend? My husband is so different. And so it, uh, my guarantee, if you partake in one of our challenges, that you, and if you implement what you're, what you're taught, you will, and it is my promise to you, you will see results. These are street-tested, pressure-tested, uh, Paul Cooley-approved strategies because it's what I, I personally used and continue to use to maintain what God has done for my life and transform so many areas of my life. So guys, God bless. Thank you, and we'll see you on the next episode.